Hey, podcast listeners, welcome to another episode of The Way In. This is Timo, and today's guest is Chucky Rosa of Chucky'sFight.com, where he helps knock out substance abuse. Chucky plunges into the freezing cold Atlantic Ocean every single day in remembrance of the death of his two sons who both overdosed. And Chucky is an incredible fighter. He's a wholehearted guy that I've had the immense pleasure of spending time with and getting inspired by him. And I'm not alone in this. And I'm so happy to be able to bring this episode to you to share his message of inspiration, of minding our choices, of living a clean life, to live a full life. And Chucky is a hero to many, a father, and just an all-around American hero. And I don't say these things lightly. So without giving you too much information, let's drop into the conversation. I really hope you find some inspiration from it. I sure did. All right, everybody. Enjoy, and thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you later. Introduce who you are and what you have going on for people who okay. might not be familiar with you or your how, mission. How, how long do you want me to, how long do you want me to last? Three minutes, two minutes, five minutes. I'm not going to hold you to a time. You are welcome to be as brief or as thorough as possible. Okay. Um, my name is Charles Rosa. I'm a resident of Seabrook beach, New Hampshire. Uh, I live on the Seabrook side of the Hampton bridge. A lot of people know where that is. It's a pretty popular, famous beach. Um, Father of six, a little bit about myself. I ran a wire factory for most of my life, about 27 years, uh, down in Woburn, Massachusetts. We were the biggest wire factory distributor in the country at one time. Um, I uh, Some of my hobbies, I've been doing some sort of fighting most of my life. Um, bought mixed martial arts. Um, I also like to cook. I like to garden. I do Bikram yoga, and I love the ocean. But I said I had six children, but I only have four now because I lost my two oldest sons, Dominic and Vincent, due to accidental drug overdoses. Mm. I have a third, uh, I almost lost a third son, um, but he has been, thankfully, he's been clean and sober for about uh, eight years now. Uh, he, after several failed attempts, he was able to find his uh, sobriety, and he lives in Boca Raton, Florida, and he's a fighter as well. He's He's done much better than myself. He, uh, he made it to the UFC. He's one of the top fighters in the world in his weight class right now. And um, and I would, I'm only saying that because uh, I'm not bragging about him, but he'll be the first <laughs> to tell you that he couldn't do any of that unless he was making healthy choices. And um, after I lost my second son, I moved up to Seabrook Beach to, with, with my third son. I left the rest of my family in Peabody and I'm um, trying to get him to high school because he was falling into the grips of addiction. Mm. And by accident, we started, uh, um, a, a, a teacher asked me to speak to our students at her uh, middle school. I might've even been in elementary school about, um, my family, my tragedy that I had with my family and hoped that maybe some of them would, uh, listen and, and maybe think about their, their choices. And um, what that has evolved into is we have a nonprofit called Chucky's Fight. It's up in Seabrook, New, we're based in Seabrook, New Hampshire, a 501c3 nonprofit. 
which means we're registered with the state, and some of our services are I go to a lot of schools um, and speak. Um, I'm not, I don't lecture, but we have very candid, open discussions about the dangers of drugs and alcohol, and um, I tell them, the students, that it, I'm not here to lecture them. I'm not here to try to scare them into making good choices. I'll tell them a horrible story that you know they might remember for a week or a month. I'm here to help them on their journey um, by by you know hopefully answering some questions, some real realized stuff about what I did right as a right or wrong as a parent, things I would have done different, and things that can help them on their journey if they're not sure how to uh, address something. Maybe if a friend is using. How do they handle it? You know, we, we, we have, uh, at this point, after 10 years, I have a pretty good idea what they're going to ask me. At the end of the presentation, they're given a choice if they would like to make a pledge to stay clean and sober and make good choices and be good people. Um, we talk a little about that. We, we make a circle. We say a little prayer, which I'm probably not supposed to do, but the schools, um, <laughs> you know, it, it basically talk about things we're grateful for and, and we're making a commitment to make good decisions. Then they line up and they get a dog tag, which is nothing more than a heavy piece of metal. It says help knock out substance abuse. It has a picture of a fighter on it. And uh, they use that as a reminder when they're not sure what to do. They can put it in their pocket. A lot of the kids have them on their keychains or on their mirrors. And um, it's called symbolism. They put their thoughts in the dog tag and think about something that they've been taught or if they knew somebody that was struggling or something from my presentation that will help to remind them to make a healthy choice. So I go to schools and do that. A lot of treatment, sometimes treatment centers, I'm going to one in Summersworth, um, actually after I'm done here. That's a woman's sober living house, and I'll speak to them. Um, so I go to, you know, to try to inspire some people. Um, we raise money by going in the ocean. I go in the ocean every day. Right now it's easy, but um, in the wintertime, there's, is, um, I, don't, I haven't missed a day in years. I get in every single day because my son's ashes are in the ocean, and people get people to scholarship sponsor them, and um, they give the, they donate the money to us, and we, the second thing I do, other than the presentations, is uh, we scholarship people into sober living facilities after they get out of what's called a detox, where they get all the the crap out of their body, which usually takes about five to seven days. It's usually a hospital stay. And then we, um, instead of going back to the same toxic environment, they will go to a sober living facility um, and we'll send them a few hundred dollars. Uh, usually that's enough to get them in the door. I make deals with various ones that I work with a lot of times. And um, when they try to get their lives back um, together by being around people that are fighting the same fight they are, and not going back to that same toxic environment. Um, and we spent about $50,000 this year already on scholarships, um, wow. usually two, $250 at a time. And But we, we've got some pretty powerful um, testimonials, and I'm, I'm not beating my chest, and I hope it doesn't sound like I am. Not at all. When I went up to one that I, when I used one up in Hampstead, um, up in Boston, New Hampshire, um, I drove a person up there from uh, uh, a place in Plastown, New Hampshire. They just got out of detox, and um, we made a deal for me to bring them up to this place that I use, and it's a really good program. It's an all-men's all program. Um, but anyway, um, they gave me a letter when I went up there, and it had like seven or eight names on it, and it said, you know, Joe... 
13 months, Frank, 11 months, you know, Billy, six months, you know, and all these names. And I recognized a couple, but I didn't recognize all of them. And it said at the end of the letter, it said, uh, they wrote some nice stuff. I don't want to say, but, uh, they said, you know, these are all people that use scholarship that are still clean and sober. They're working jobs. They're, they're you know, some of them are back seeing their, their children, which they hadn't been seen had that had been seeing when they were in active, you know, drug use or alcoholism, you know, um, and, and, and so it made me feel like that, that was, you know, you know, sometimes I think Jesus, you know, we're spending, you know, we're, we're using all this money and what, you know, hopefully some of these people are doing the right thing. And then I get mad sometimes because the state doesn't help me because I, mm. sometimes I feel like they're taking advantage of me because the state knows what I'm doing. And um, I sometimes I've asked them for some help, and I told them I don't want a friggin' dime, but I don't want to get into politics of it. But the point is, um, you know, we, we've uh, we've helped a lot of people, so we do the presentations, the scholarships, and the third thing I do, and the reason I was late with this call was I work with people that need community service hours out of the Brentwood, not always out of drug court. Some, this kid actually this morning was a juvenile, um, and I have a couple more, I think, this afternoon. Um, and they need community service hours, so we we give them positive activities mm-hmm. to do. Like I adopted a section of beach um, down where I swim every day, and we we police that, pick up the papers, and send the results of what we get into the Blue Ocean Society. They Beautiful. they document uh, that stuff. Um, we go to nursing homes, and the girls will paint the old ladies' fingernails, and um, you know it gives the the people that are, that are trying are struggling. A feeling of a little bit more of uh you know get their integrity back a little bit because you know they they're usually not in a very good place but mm-hmm. now they go into a place where people actually want to see them instead of oh saying oh shit here comes so and so the 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 junkie or the the uh, alcoholic you know um and the, and the, and the, the 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 dirty old men like to see the girls and it's it's kind of cute you know it's <laughs> funny um but but, but it works because mm-hmm. the old people are getting a, a break and the young people are feeling like hey you know what I'm worth something and none of this was by design because I'm not that smart but some really so those are the three things that we we spend you know um and and every day is a new adventure um i mean it's not like we wing it every day. I mean, we, we have a schedule, but you never know how many calls you're going to get for scholarships or who needs hours. Right. Um, we have a full day every day and I can, I can legitimately say we do help people. Um, every day we do mm-hmm. something, but we're not like a big giant organization. It's, it's me, my girl, you know, and a few volunteers, but, uh, in, 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 in plain English, we do get shit done. You know, that's why people call us. We actually, you know, there's not not a lot of red tape. We don't, you know, the interventions you see on TV and stuff. Um, when somebody calls, we we usually get right to it and uh, get it, get it done. And um, I will take credit for that, but you know, I think sometimes people give us probably more credit than we do. But um, we do the best we can. We've never turned our back on anybody. And that's a long answer to your question. What do we yeah. do? That's what <laughs> that's what eight. I do. That's who I am. Chucky, when thank you for that. I mean, there's a lot. Yes, of, sir. There's a lot of pieces in there, and I, I wanted yeah. to ask where or when did the fight begin for you? It's Chucky's fight, and when did the fight start? Well, about ten, about ten years ago, um, after I lost, you know, we, I put my boy's ashes into the ocean because I didn't want to 
I didn't really want to have a grave for them. They love the ocean, so I had them cremated and put their ashes in the ocean, and I would get on every morning to, you know, I'd, I guess visit them. I had my cousins, um, my nieces and nephews um, come down when I did it, and uh, we said a little prayer, and then I would get on every morning, and that was it was in the summer. I think it was in July, Vincent's birthday, July uh, 7-11, and then um, I would go down every day, and then it was, you know, July, August, September, October. I'd go in the ocean, and then I said, you know, just because it's cold out, I'm just going to keep going in. So um, I just kept going in, and I yeah. haven't missed a day in like 10 years. And when we're um, talking, you're, you're keep, when you keep going in, we're talking about like Atlantic cold. And when you say oh, 50 yeah, oh, degrees, yeah. <laughs> 50 degrees is cold, but that's warm to you. So we're talking about oh, warm, like right. negative degrees, snow blowing in your face, going in the water. Yeah, yeah. No wetsuit, right? Yeah, check out some of the videos. Oh, no yeah. wetsuit, just to, just to, a little, to give little some context. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, the water gets down to the mid thirties. Um, sometimes there's you know ice in the water, and but you know it, it makes me feel good. It, it, it mm. takes the edge off. I usually go in you know two, sometimes three times a day in the wow. in the winter, and it's it's not to be a tough guy. It just it just it makes me it, it makes me feel good, um, and, and it and it just it, it it helps. I say if I can if I can do this, I can drive by the liquor store that's about two hundred yes. yards from my house. Is a New Hampshire State liquor store, and I and I use that as an a- analogy to the to the young the uh, young adults that I speak to that if I can do that, it, it's not it, it just, it, it's really a mental it's a mental game. It's not it's mm-hmm. not something that's unattainable. And I use that same thing, my same philosophy with not going into that liquor store that I go by 10 times a day is I say, you know what, I'm going to make myself go in the water. It's something that I can do, even though I'm not doing cartwheels when it's windshield or 20 below zero. <laughs> but it's the same. I use my stubbornness and my willpower to say, you know what, at the end of the day, I'm not stopping at that liquor store. So I tell the students, you can use your stubbornness and maybe your, um, you know, I call it your mental toughness, mm-hmm. instead of it a liability to use it to your advantage. And I know that that's kind of black and white thinking, and a lot of quote-unquote therapists may not agree with that. They call it a disease, but I, I, can't, I can't go there because I, uh, I'm a little bit old school, I guess, that if you think you're well or you think you're sick, you know, if you tell someone they've got a disease, um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna philosophize any more than that. But yeah, so they started like ten years ago. Um, I would love to if like you I if you want to philosophize on it. You're you're more than welcome to. <laughs> Be as uncensored yeah, well, as I you don't... want. I'm not gonna censor you. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I just don't want to bore anybody. With, you're not you know, boring anybody. I, I'm very much uh, intrigued. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. So that's you know that's what I I because I, basically you know they we we you know they you know they say nothing's impossible but I mean. Realistically, you know, no matter how hard I train, I'm never going to run a, you know, a four-minute mile, you know. Um, but it's something that you can do. And I tell the students, you know, as far as not using, it, I can get in that water every day. Nothing, nothing is, is, is in my way to stop me. It, it's hard, but I can do it. And it's the same thing with using and not using. Is nobody's going to hold? I tell them. I just had. I just did one in Timberlane High School um, yesterday and uh, the day before. Um, uh, morning classes, Thursday afternoon classes, Friday. Um, but anyway, 
I said, you know, I, I tell them nobody's going to hold you down and pour booze down your throat or jam pills down your throat or make you smoke a joint. I said, those are choices that the choice you're going to make. Right. So I said, you can use your mental, you know, your mental, your willpower to say, you know what, this is not something. It, 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 it's, it's a realistic it's a realistic goal that you can do. It's not something right. that is unattainable. And I think sometimes when you tell somebody that they have a disease or they're predisposition because of your genetics, you, you know, your parents are drug addicts or alcoholics, right. you've got a good chance. It kind of it kind of puts a thought in people's head to say, you know what, um, I'm I'm fucked. I'm I'm sick. And and you know, I, I, it's not the message I send. I actually try to send the opposite message, and I don't want to say that this evidence-based stuff doesn't mean anything. What I do try to say is that I, I ran a factory, and a lot of my guys and gals were on work release programs and from the Woburn Projects, which, mm-hmm. and I am stereotyping a little bit, you know, they're, they're from some tough neighborhoods. Yes. You know, they go home and see the parents mm-hmm. passed out on the, you know, in next to the toilet or you know, on, on the couch, drunk. And, and, and people, if you, if you go with that philosophy about the genetics, the kid, the, the, my workers could say, well, Chucky, you know, that's who I am. That's who I'm going to become. And some of them, I had five brothers that worked for me, and they're all dead now, and they're all under oh, 50 when they died from alcoholism and drugs. But they, they did their jobs while they were there. They were loyal to me, and I couldn't do much of it, and I was quite frankly an enabler, but I don't want to go there right now. I allowed sure. a lot of stuff that I probably shouldn't have, but regardless, but there was a lot of others that 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 I still that still keep in contact with me, and what's the opposite? You can say, well, this is who I'm going to become, and, and the others would say, you know what? I don't want to be that person, so I remind the students and everybody that I speak to when I'm doing these talks is that it, it's it's not about what was in your history. It's about choices that you make, and I and I can't be I can't drive that into their heads long enough or hard enough because, you know, like I said, if you think you can or you or you can't, you're right. Exactly. I don't know if you ever heard that expression, yep. it's just you know. Um, so I try to I try to tell them, and then I tell them that like my grandparents from Avellino, Italy. And there's the other side is uh, German and Irish. And there was no substance abuse, no drinking, nothing. And I'm from a family of nine. I got nine brothers and sisters. And eight, of, eight out of nine of us have big, big substance abuse issues. Mm-hmm. And their kids do. I have a bunch of nephews that are still in active addiction. A lot of them are alcoholics. They probably wouldn't mm-hmm. admit that. But my point with that is, is that theoretically we shouldn't have anything <laughs> you know, going on in our family. And now uh, we do. But it's all because of the choices we made. Yes. And I have people from my factory that should be fucked up. Yep. And they're not because they look and they say, you know what? I don't want to be like my parents or my uncles or, um, you know, watch their uncle die at 49 years old. He was, you know, as yellow as a banana, mm. pissing blood mm-hmm. um, at 49 years old. You know, he was a nice kid, my, Mary's brother. And, um, you know, he, he died of cirrhosis. And he, he used to tell me, oh, I, I, I got this. I, I don't need your help. And it, I'm able to help a lot of other people, but we couldn't help Sparky. And um, I'm getting off the subject a little bit. But, yeah, but so, so I, try to, I try to break it down to, 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 to be accountable and you own, you own what, uh, 
what you do, and um, you're going to come to some bumps in the road. But um, I would tell people you can either step up or step aside, you know, not to sound like a, yep. a tough guy, but that's good <laughs> what it amounts hey. to. Um, <laughs> can or can't. It, it, in some ways, a lot of this stuff is binary, right? That choice is binary, yes or no. Which yes are you going to choose? Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to go to the yeah. liquor store or are you going to go into the ocean? Are you going to go to the liquor store or are you going to step into that cold water, which to you is probably just like lukewarm bath at this point in time? Uh, right right now it is. But, I mean, in, <laughs> in the winter, like I said, I'm not doing cartwheels <laughs> right. going down there. I, you know, you look the night before and it said it, it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be 11 degrees and the wind chill will be minus 14 oh, in the morning. Goodness. I'm like, oh, shit. But, you know, I said... <laughs> You know, but I, I make myself do it, and and I said that will probably be the, the hardest, you know, thing I'll have to do, at least short-term that day. And then I go, I'll go exercise, you know, hit the bag or or uh, row or go to Bikram Yoga, and um, the day gets better because I, quite frankly, I don't even know why I'm sharing this. I don't feel that great in the morning. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know if my serotonin levels go sure, down sure. at night but i don't sleep well but i mean it's not like i'm worried about anything but i don't let much bother me but uh but i just make myself get up and i make myself get down there and and it's just you know a lot of um it's just, it's just you know it's a, it's a fist fight for me at mm-hmm. least every morning but uh i just i i, I uh I, you know you, you march on i guess right. and, I'm, and i'm complaining about that i mean there are people every time I have a little kitty party for myself. God, I'm not supposed to bring religion in anything, but somebody will come by in a wheelchair that's breathing out of a tube, and I'll say to myself, how dare you bitch about you feel a little yes. shitty in the morning, probably because I overtrained the day before or I was, you know, whatever. It's mostly probably self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. Oh, I ate ice cream before I went to bed, which I always do, which I always <laughs> say. It's like Groundhog Day every day. I say, never that again, and I fucking do the same, right. do the same thing, you know. Um, but but, but, but some, something will happen, and I'll say, you know what? That guy or that girl got a bad break. This person can't even walk, is breathing out of a tool, has to be fed, you know. So, you know, I, 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 try, to, I try to use, you know, and I, I think about those things when I'm talking to the students mm-hmm. or the people in the recovery centers about, you know, being grateful for what we do have because usually I'll, they probably think I'm a mental case. I'll say, you know, look at right now, you know, you know, we'll, we'll all be gathered. We'll, I'll tell them to form a circle and hold hands and I'll say, what, um, you know, what are we grateful for? And sometimes I don't hear anything. They'll be they're a little shy or something. Right. And I'll say, well, is anybody fucking shooting at us right now? <laughs> well, no. I said, well, we're in a safe place. I said, there's places right now on this planet that people are, you know, getting shot at um, or in, in, in being tortured in a prison. Are we going to have something to eat today? And everybody will nod. And I said, well, there's a lot of people that aren't eating. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have the support of each other. A lot of people are lonely. So I try to make them understand that, you know, we're pretty, pretty lucky. Yes. I think very lucky. And yes. we all kind of, including me, not, so I don't want people to think I'm like, I got my shit together. But we react, you know, you got to reel it in sometime and say, you know what? We're actually pretty lucky. Um, yes. So that's, that's, that's some of the stuff that I try to drive home, you know, um, 
and, and, and it shows when I get the testimonials, there's some pretty good stuff. Kids will say, you know, I never thought that my decisions that I make affect other people. And the first, my first Neanderthal knee-jerk reaction, well, where the hell have you been for the last 15 years? <laughs> but, you know, but sometimes, no, but, you know, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And, and some, some thug like me comes up there and, you know, says it or answers the question a certain way where that gets, message gets through to them and, and I say to myself, geez, well, I'm glad I, I'm glad I mentioned that because you assume sometimes people know shit and they don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What so. message along those lines, what message, and it might be multiple messages, but when you go into the schools or you're speaking to groups, yeah, what message seems to deliver that knockout punch or the just hit them with the perspective of, oh, yeah, he's right. Well, I, I think um, I, I almost wish that we had the, the Skype thing because uh, because uh, every time I tell this part of the story, I can't help it. As tough as I think I am, um, it, it just my eyes usually well up. But um, I talk about when I got that phone call that my sons used to tell me, Dad, don't worry, I'll never try nothing else when I caught them smoking weed when they were young. And I won't go through the whole story, but then I got that phone call, and they said that my son Vincent was unresponsive, and um, I knew what the word meant, but I didn't know what it meant pertaining to him. And I had to go to the Salem Hospital about 1 in the morning, and um, I went into this room, which they said I couldn't go in. There was a nurse in there, and I asked her a couple of times, how's my son doing? I could see him on the table. He had his arms folded with a tube coming out of his mouth. Mm. And uh, it wouldn't answer me. And then the third time, she says, they didn't tell you? And I said, tell me what? And she said, he's dead. And I go, no, he's not. And I went over to him, and I, you know, grabbed him, and I, you know, pushed on him and tried to shake him for what seemed like an eternity, but it was probably, you know, five or ten seconds. And um, and I tell them that story, and every time I tell it, I relive it, and I say, you know, he... He broke my heart that day, and um, and uh, and it's it's just I think that they they hearing it and seeing the way it it, it rattles me when I say it. Um, I think they understand that it's it's real that it's not that they're not irreproachable from it happening to them because they you know after watching the video that they they that I show them that. Fox News and WMUR, they, they, there's pictures of them, and they can see that these, these guys were just regular, you know, not regular kids. They're a little bit cuckoo, you know, um, but like, you know, but I, you know, but uh, they, you know, they taught hockey clinics. They were good boys. Um, and I'm not just saying that. Uh, and I think, I think there's a reality that, the, and, and, you know, and when they, they hear that part of it, they see it, they hear some of the, questions the answers and they they see that you know shit this this and then most of all that that, that it's really there it's it's there it's not it's not their teacher's journey it's not their parents journey it's not my journey it's their journey they have to be accountable for it so mm-hmm. when you say what delivers the knockout punch i would have to say that it's me letting them know that it's their journey if that makes sense as in, life is their journey, and the choices they make will have consequences. Yeah, I, whether yes, sir, that, good that's it. or it's, bad, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, those happen that, to that's be. That's correct. 
there's a price to pay yes, for yeah. your decisions. Yeah, the, the decisions you make are going to affect how things are going to be. And, right. you know, like I said, you, you, you still need your parents, you still need people around you, but when it all comes down to the bottom line, is it's your journey. And mm-hmm. when you come to a bump in the road, how are you going to handle it? You know, um, and and I, I just, I think that, um, and then they, they see how when my son made some bad decisions, I, I use the word regularly, and I don't even know if it's a word. I say my boys stubborn themselves into an early grave because they would be good for a while. And then they said, well, I can handle this. And I said, eventually it will handle you. I said, you know, the substances, whether you are, a, 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 you know, a social user or not. And then a lot of times somebody will raise their hand and they'll say, well, I have an aunt, you know, Ethel that, you know, she drinks white wine every night. And, mm-hmm. and I always tell them I stop my presentation. I'm not going to get into a debate. I'm not going to try to force my thoughts or my methodology down your throat, mm-hmm. but everything I say is going to be very candid. So what I tell them when they tell me that they know people that can control their alcohol and drug use, I ask them, if you know this person well enough and you're comfortable enough asking them, ask them if they've ever had a regret. And they'll say, what do you mean? And I'll say, ask me if they've ever had a regret, whether it was something small, like they might have said something hurtful to somebody that they probably wouldn't have said hurt somebody's feelings or they might have woke up with a sick stomach, or maybe gotten a fender bender. Those mm-hmm. are minor. Major would be, you know, <laughs> you get cirrhosis, right? you kill someone in a car accident, or you say something that puts somebody over the edge, and, and um, you know, really, you make a bad decision. I mean, are you going to end up in a fiery car crash, or incarcerated for life, or, or end up on the other side of the grass like my son's? Mm. Maybe, maybe not, but what I tell them is, is that when you ask this person, and if any of them ever say they've never had a regret, and I hope that you can delete this, what I say this, I say this in school because I get very passionate about it. I says, if they tell you they've never had a regret, they're a fucking liar. Mm-hmm. I said, because as far as I'm concerned, there's not a person out there that can look you in the eye and say, hey, I've been using either medium, heavy, or light, or even socially for this many years and I've never had a problem because I don't believe there's one person out there and I don't, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart that's mm-hmm. gone unscathed. You're, you're going to, you're going to have a problem at some point. And it, so what I tell them, if you haven't started, don't. And if you have, get your shit together before it's too late. And that's exactly verbatim. Usually how it comes out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that hits hard. I had even that, what I'm hearing is, in my mind, I heard death choices or growth choices. Grow or die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I should have you come to one of my presentations <laughs> hey. with me sometime because you probably <laughs> add something to my. Uh, you know, you're probably much more. I'd be open to it. Than, uh... <laughs> I, I don't have your. Uh, we're, we're, we'd be different personalities. I think it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> It would be a lot of fun. I could already tell it would be, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I'm wondering what you say because that – your message, and I think people might be put off or just questioning you or you make them feel uncomfortable because you're so determined, you are self-aware, and you're in it. Like you're an extreme binary. This is what I'm doing, and this is how I see it, 
and I'm not going to force it. You're you are decisive. Yes, is what I'm getting at, and that's well, not if, if common. If I ever showed you some of the testimonials that I have, you'd see that the kid, what they always—I shouldn't call them kids—the young adult very yeah. regularly write that out of all the. I don't know. This I hope again. This doesn't sound vain, but just pretend it's not me. But what the what the what the letters say is that all the other you know the the uh, lessons and the people and the uh, books and when other people come in, you are by far because of your honesty. And um, I wish I had one in front of me. They they'll use different words like very real, yep. very compassionate, blah 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 blah, and. And, and and I don't believe me when I tell you I'm not smart enough to 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 make that an act because I, there's an old saying if it comes from the heart it reaches the heart and and I guess if if there is any any truth to what they say because they can write anything they want because usually they don't they don't sign their names so they're not supposed to. Um, yeah, I have a letter you know, here where one of the a young girl, she um, and this is part. You sent me a few letters, and I read through them. And this one, I'm not sure what grade. It looks like uh, grade, you know, grade school somewhere, middle school or high school. But she said, "Yeah, I just wanted to thank. I wanted to say thank you for coming in and teaching us about the tragedy of your boys. You are an amazing father. I wish I could see my dad more, but he is also on heroin. I used to smoke weed because I thought it would be fun." But I've been sober for a few months, and after you coming in, I threw out my bowl. So thank you so much oh, for coming awesome. in. Your speech was so inspirational. She says, I was the girl in third period crying, and your speech yeah. really got to me. So thank you. Me and my friend Allie are going to go to the beach with her teacher to do the plunge. So thank you, Mr. Yeah, Rosa, sometimes. for probably yeah. saving well, my life awesome, yeah. in the future. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, I don't know if I ever saved anybody's life, but um, you, saving you know, it in the future. Well, that's nice. <laughs> Course correct. You know, that's nice. Oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, that. Like I said, a lot of times they just say that they, 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 uh, they could tell that it was it was real. And sometimes, you know, most a lot most of the time, like when I went to this last school, the teachers leave the room um, after they show the video. <laughs> you know. Uh, oh yeah. And yeah. it's not because. Is it they the Fox video that they're showing? Yeah, the, both of them actually. It lasts, you know, they show them both because one, they both are kind of the same, but they both mm-hmm. have a little bit of a different twist on them. So mm-hmm. it, it gets the kids thinking and relaxed a little bit, and um, then then I come back in and, and they ask questions for like a half hour, and uh, mm-hmm. and like I said, it's, it's very it's very real. I said, you know, I'm here for you guys. I'm not here to lecture you or try to teach you anything about you know, the, the what it's going to do to you. I said, if it comes up, it might, you know, but, um, so it, it's, it's a little bit of a different, a little, you know, I, I, I just, I just play a small piece in the prevention end of mm-hmm. it. You know, um, I think that they should be teaching it from kindergarten right up through high school. Um, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother subject. I think that if they took 20, two 20 minute classes, maybe Tuesday mm-hmm. and Friday, and uh, 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 you know, age appropriate. Um, sure. You know, and different. You know, everybody learns different. Like I don't read very well. Um, I can read, but I don't read well. Mm-hmm. But some people are good readers, and they could learn something. Right. Other people are visual. Some people get something out of a field trip. Yep. You know, you bring the kids to a to a, a hospital and, and and have you know somebody that 
you know, this drooling that's in a wheelchair that yes. was in a bad car crash. That one one of the ones one I showed a movie um, one time. It's called The Truth About Drugs, and I was mm. I was doing a class with some girls, young girls, and um, they're really risky. But that's that's another <laughs> issue. But she said. One of the girls, and part of the movie, it shows the baby come out, you know, was getting born, and uh, the mother, the, um, the, the baby is like, it's a crack baby, and the mm-hmm. baby is shaking, like, hysterically, like, uh, that's not the right word, like, you know, just, yeah. and, and, and just, just like when you think it can't go on anymore, it's just a little tiny thing, mm-hmm. and and um, the girls, the girls got very emotional, they said, Chucky, is that is that real? I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Is it real? You know, yes, right. that's, that's what happens when you, you know, um, and, and the reason I'm saying that, you know, is it, is it like that? If you showed that to, if you showed that to, um, I'm not saying it wouldn't affect a, a young man, but it probably wouldn't have the same effect on a young man, if you know what I'm saying. So like, I think if they mixed it up and then they might have an athlete come in, or a doctor, a lawyer, and come in and say, um, you know, when you smoke weed, um, this is what it does to your brain, and, and have some stuff that actually really hits home, like that video with the crack baby, and saying, and then they say, well, geez, if I'm going to be, I'm going to really have to work hard to be smart to be a doctor, this is probably not a good idea for me. Where if they told me about being a doctor, I'd say, well, if, if, you know, I'm probably never going to be a doctor, but if they told me every time I smoked a joint, that it takes away three and a half days of training. And I'd say, Jesus, I was on the fucking rowing machine for an hour and a half yesterday. I don't want two hits of a joint isn't worth it. I think I'm not going to right, follow what I'm right. saying a little yeah, bit. Uh, no, it, you know, definitely. So, the so impact that they, those they did drugs that, have. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, but if you did that the whole time, I think that, um, like through kindergarten through high school, by, I think that, I think that they would be making better choices and I think they see a huge decrease in the um, the use of, of drugs and I think that that's the only answer to think that we're going to build a wall to keep the drugs out of this country is, is absolutely it's ludicrous right. because the demand is when there. I did a presentation it's going to come what's in that? I just think that it it's will gonna, come in uh, because there's oh, a demand for it it will find its in. way in no matter what exactly when we tried it's, it's when booze was banned it just became something else back in the prohibition times That's, it, it, exactly it goes underground and, you know and one of the kids that told me that and I, and I actually tell this story i said you know it's supply and demand i go the supply is going to be here you guys are the what and they'll say demand and i right. said well we're, we're funding the terrorists we're funding yep. the people that are trying to destroy this country and i said you know by getting it off the streets i said i did a presentation in hawaii and they, they don't they don't have the money to get, you know, the, the, the heroin and, the you know, a lot of the stuff, you know, over there. And they, mm-hmm. so they, they manufacture crystal meth. That's mm-hmm. a huge problem over there. Yes. They basically make poison, and somehow that's addictive. And I don't know. I'm not well-versed enough about it to discuss it, nor do I want to. But mm-hmm. the point is that I said it's going to – something's going to be available. So you can either, you know – you know, make the right choice or make the wrong choice. And I said, as far as us, you know, getting it off the streets, I said, I know a kid I used to work for me. Um, I, I shouldn't say where it was from, but let's just say South America. They, sure. The drug dealers go into morgues and they buy, they get dead, dead babies 
and they cut the babies open and they fill the baby with, you know, coke or heroin. Oh my goodness. And they'll pay they'll 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 pay a lady like to get, you know, to put the be- the baby in a in a in a blanket, a swaddling, you know, make it look like she's bringing this little this infant on oh, the plane so nobody's going to question it. So, but the point of that nasty graphic story is wow. is to teach the kids that you know what this shit's going to be there no matter what, and, it, and it's right. going to be again right. what we talked about five minutes ago. It's accountability. It's your choice, and you can you can say, well, I was pre predestined to become this person, or this shit's always around me. It's going to be around you, and it's 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 it's, it's you know you might you might have that in your in your uh, genetics, but at the bottom, at the end of the day, the choice is yours. So, you know, buck up and figure it out, or yes. or you can lay down and and um and let it ruin your life. <laughs> That's how <Right>. I thought. <laughs> it seems that the in this choice, and the choices take say alcohol, and it I suppose it depends on what part of the country, part of the world, and what the you know the trending drug or way to escape yourself is, so to speak. But alcohol, right. for example. It seems to me that the easiest choice, and this was really this became clear in about the third month where I cleaned it out of my life. It was mm-hmm. how it seemed the entire, all social circles circled around drinking, <laughs> and the conversations about you, it. Oh no, I no, I hear yeah. it. It, it. The yeah. social circles about it. It's just everything set nope. up in order for me to have a drink and make that the easiest no thing question. for me to do. Right. Absolutely. And being aware of that and cutting that out, going the other way, like what you're teaching and what you're saying, going the other way and making that other choice for ourselves, those growth choices to make the choice to live. Like on the dog ta- dog tag, it says live clean or die. It sounds extreme, mm-hmm. but I mean in reality, that mm-hmm. choice to live is the toughest choice because everything else is setting us up to – at least, you know, that third month where I was like, man, every – my friends don't know how to hang out with me anymore because, well, he's not going to yeah. want to go to the bar, so what do we do? Yep, yep. So what do you do? I'm, 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 biting, my, I'm biting my tongue because I so know what you're talking about. You know, it's uh, – I, you know, I, I, my, my dad, it's kind of a different – it's a little different – not the same subject, but my father's got a little bit of um, – a little more than I'm admitting to, dementia. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm one of the caretakers, and I put him to bed quite often. And mm-hmm. he, he, every night I go over there, you know, sometimes I cook dinner or whatever, and he'll say, he'll say, Chucky, um, he, you know, he has his drinks at 4 o'clock, you know, his uh, vodka and gin, and he go, have a drink with me. And then my mother will say, Panic, he doesn't drink. It's like, <laughs> boy, would I like one. But it's mm-hmm. like when you say that, you know, he doesn't. It's, a, it's the same thing, though. Almost no matter where you go, um, right. have a beer, have this and that, and it's uh, and and, it, and sometimes it's even hard because um, you know, there's the way this society, and I'm not I'm not being negative, but the sure. way things are kind of set up is um, it's part of the culture, you know. Uh, exactly, it's I'll, central I'll, to it. You know, you know. Yeah, yeah. Try to watch any, go to a sports game, go any really any event. Alcohol is going to be. The center of attention a lot of times um mm. you know it's and i i can't help i remember as a kid thinking i got sick eating mcdonald's multiple times as a kid so i stopped after the third time uh but i remember yeah. as an athlete growing up played soccer wrestled uh football for a blip 
but I just couldn't fathom as a athlete, you know, consuming the things that were being advertised to people while watching sports games. I'm like, I don't think LeBron's out there. You know, maybe 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 these athletes are eating McDonald's every once in a while, but to have a lifestyle that's fast food and alcohol all the time, I'm I'm just I just can't buy that. Well, and and, and don't buy it because if you remember, I don't. You know, probably 20 minutes ago when I had talked about my son Charles, I said I'm not bragging about him that he's in the UFC, but what he'll be the first one to tell you is that. He couldn't do any of what he's doing if he was drinking or doing drugs. Wow. Period. Yeah. Because he he has to be, you know, he has to be on his game. He can't he can't, you know, he starts he starts dicking around with that stuff. He's going to get his head punched in right. plain English. Right. You know, and 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 furthermore, they 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 do they do um, they do test you. You know, mm-hmm. um, but but he said you know he'll be the first one to tell you. He goes, I you know you, I, I I couldn't even think about it um, doing that. And as far as you know the, the the pro athletes eating McDonald's. I mean, when you mentioned LeBron James, I heard on the radio um, the other day that he spends over a million dollars a year on his nutrition, mm-hmm. and I bet you part of that is not McDonald's, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, right. It's not McDonald's. No, it's know, not going to saying? the club. It's it's training and right. tuning himself to be the best that he can be at his craft, and that junk isn't part exactly. of it. Yeah, exactly. Oh Perfect. man, yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. it. I I wanted yeah. to maybe give context. I know that we're we're about forty five minutes in, and I wanted to check in with you on how wow. you're doing okay. on time. Yeah, right. I just basically I have a couple of community service people that are. I told them when I was done with this, um, I was going to pick them up, and um, we're going to go up to the place that I scholarship a couple of girls who called sober sisters up in um, Summersworth, and I'm bringing them a bunch mm-hmm. of. Uh, a bunch of clothes, um, donating them some some clothes for the girl. It's a woman's uh, sober living house um, mm-hmm. up in. So that's what I'm doing. That as, as soon as I'm done here, and um, and I got a bunch of food uh, that we're going to cook because the Exeter High School is coming in for a swim next wow. week. So we're going to make some uh, turkey chili, and yeah. So we just uh, and we're going to finish a garden um, that yeah. we grow a lot of herbs and tomatoes in. So that's. I got a full afternoon ahead of me. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and Chucky, on that, on the swim, because you do you do the swim in the morning every day, and then I know others join you. Like it sounds like you have an, another group join you for a swim. What do you tell them if they've never done this before? It's, like, it's, a, it's a great question because um, a lot of times it's see, is I'm I'm a I'm a thick head, and I and and I'm and I don't sometimes I don't understand when people think a certain way, if I haven't experienced mm-hmm. it, it, it just, anyway, I, I'm getting, so a lot of times they'll, they'll be really, really nervous and they'll be like, they say, I've never been, I've been thinking about this all week. And I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? We're going in the ocean. But when it's cold out, it, it's, it, it's people are really out of the element. So what I try to do is I tell them that we're going to, I said, what's going to happen is we're going to walk down. We're going to go down the beach where we always go in. And um, I'm going to say, Temperature is, you know, what, whatever the temperature is, the date, um, and I'm going to int- and say I've been cleaning sober. I hope everybody else is trying and doing the same. I have a special group with me today from next to the high school. They've come to support us, and um, Tino is going to give the quote when we get out. What I tell them is we're going to hold hands. We're going to walk in together slowly and breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth and just think about your breathing 
because when the water is like 35 degrees, your oh, body, um, <laughs> it, it just, it, it can kind of shock you a little bit. Actually, if you're not used to it, 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 a lot of people say it burns, it burns them a little bit. Yes. And the problem that they'll have is when they get out, when they jump in and, and, um, come out, a lot of times people lose their breath. And, um, I guess basically it sounds crazy, but I got to tell them to focus on their breathing because I think that they, um, they, they, uh, they skip a beat or something. I don't, I don't really know, but that's my biggest complaint is someone says, I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't catch my breath. So I tell them to do the yoga, breathe in three and nose, out three and mouth. We get up to about our hip, we count to three and we jump in. So, and I, wow. and then I tell them to, you ask, what do I tell them to think about is, and I say, well, we're going to go back and we're going to have some nice turkey chili and, um, you know, um, and you will feel good the rest of the day. I said, sometimes you'll get the hungry horrors because your body is trying to replenish, like your body's working to um, get warm after right. that, so you'll be craving some carbs. And But a lot of times people call me up and say, I felt so good the rest of the day and this, that, and the other thing. So, yeah, long answer to your question. But no, I just no, no. To, yeah, the, the breathing method, quick. is there a... Is there other than breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth? Is it is it really that simple for him? Uh, is there anything for you? No, is it, do you do no, a counting not, or anything like that. that? What was that? Do you do a breath count like three breath or three seconds in? Well, I, I always say or... um, I always say uh, they call it six six. You know, in, in through your nose and try to go another second out. And they, people, how do you go in for six and out for seven? And they they used to teach us in Bikram you in for six out for seven. Bar, yeah, and then you try to get the last bit of breath out by squeezing your abs or your ribs, mm-hmm. so you're craving the next breath. And then if you're thinking gotcha. about that, you know, and I just tell them, remind them it's going to be over in you know like 15 seconds, and uh, and um, you know, and it, and it's all for a good thing. You're, you're going to help us, help others, type of a thing. You know, if they raise some money or whatever. So right, right. Try to keep it positive, and and then I tell them usually when it's the, the younger younger people. I had a, um, a group come in from a charter school recently, and I said, you know, if you can do this, it's my same methodology I said 20 minutes ago. I said, if you can do this, you can you can put that shit aside when it comes your way. You, you're doing something. This was when it was winter. It was you know, a month or two ago. Uh, a charter school came in with me, kind of a tough group, and, um, you know, they felt empowered that they were able to go in the ocean when it was really, you know, cold and it was windy and it was nasty out. And I said, well, you were tough enough to do this when, you know, you can be tough enough to uh, use your, your um, you know, your mental strength to say, you know what, I'm not doing that today. Yes. And uh, I know if that makes sense. No, it's kind 100%. Of a, a bit it, it of an abstract does. way to think, but that's what I try to get through their heads, yeah. Yeah. To... Because to me, it's real. <laughs> to me, it's real, you know? Yeah. What's in our that's head is just as real it. as what's outside of it a lot of times. A lot of our decisions are based on what's in our heads. So may as well make it okay. a, yeah. I think so at least, make it a nice place. Um, and what I hear, what I heard you say about going into that that coldness, which a lot of people listening, 50 degrees is an extremity. Like that is an extreme cold for water. Uh, but take it to the next level at 35 and even colder than that to get through it, that in for six, out for seven, get that less breath out until the body craves the oxygen before you breathe in again for six and then the breathing piece and then focusing on 
something optimistic like getting you know having chili later on warming up that you're going to feel great for the rest of the day you're doing it for a great cause focusing on getting your mind focused on positivity and and making good choices you know I, i was able to do this this is pretty hardcore my decision when everybody is out tonight smoking weed and drinking Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be hard for me to say no, but right. this was hard too. I'm going to do it. Right. I know it's a little bit of black and white thinking, but that's, no. you know, and, and a lot of therapists say, oh, well, you, this is something you can't will your way through. Well, get, well. guess guess fucking what? <laughs> I do. And I, I know other it. people that do. I'm serious. No. I don't really care. It's... My son does the same thing, you know, um, and and it's, it's you know, it's, it, I mean, there's definitely, you know, the support systems are great, AA, all those, all, there's, there's a lot of different things. But for the 15th time, you're probably sick of hearing it. At the end of the day, it's a decision. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's a decision. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's easy to get away you know. from that fact. So thank you for bringing it back. Yeah. It's it's so easy yeah. to get away from it. It's it's so easy to make bad decisions to get away from the fact that it's so easy that it's a decision. I know that sounds probably sounds really looped no, out no, but no it doesn't you're you're a very you're a very uh abstract you're a smart you're, you're i i you and you listen to because everything that i just said that you repeated you hadn't been really listening to uh you, you you seem like you understand whether you agree with everything i say or not i don't know but you definitely are understanding and listening and it's probably a little bit of a different twist than the way most people think but um like i said i i have to keep it in 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 really simple terms, especially yes. when I'm speaking with younger people, because Absolutely. if you, you know if, if you tell people that oh you know when you're 21 you can you know I, I I did a presentation one time with a police well I shouldn't say but it was with another professional I would say and they they had said well when you guys get to be 21 years old you want to come home and have a cold beer and I'm like what mm-hmm. the fuck are you saying right, right. because everybody's going to think they're that person and, and why wait till you're 21? I'm, I'm 16 now and yep. I want to be a big boy. And it's more and fun it when exactly it's illegal too. <laughs> yeah. 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 I wanted to beat the shit out of him. I'm like, what the, what the hell are you doing? I'll never do, I'll never do another presentation with him, but it wasn't my goodness. Wasn't by design where there was a couple of speakers that, are, um, but regardless, you know, everybody yep. has their own methodology and, um, but like I said, I have to keep it. As far as I'm concerned, it has to be really simple. Um, you know. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to philosophize about who's right or who's wrong. No, but, I appreciate it. You know. Yeah. So, Chucky, right? we're closing in on an hour, and I really have one. Uh, one I want to ask you another question that we can sort of bring this in to the day to day. We talked about the decisions and the cold plunge and and the mentality what can someone do regardless of where they are in life whether they're teetering on that addiction or they're, they're the one drink a night person the six drink a night person or they're questioning it what are some things that they can do right now in their day-to-day real practical things that they can start doing to well, you know, make the right a, that's choice a, that's a great it's a, it's a great it's a great question and, it, and and sometimes depending on the geographic place that I'm yes. at, you know, the, the students will ask me that, and it's kind of a tough answer. And I'm not going to bullshit about it. Sure. Is, is how I don't is it? I what I say to them is that I'm fortunate that I live by an ocean, and um, God made me sturdy enough and stubborn enough 
make my so just the, the, situ, the, the situation has come where the, I've used the ocean as a tool to help me for the last most of my life actually when I wasn't fighting my addictions I used to go in in the in the winter a couple of times but now I do it religiously just because it, it it's become a a routine or a ritual but anyway people that get a replacement activity to answer your question a replacement activity, activity is nothing more mm-hmm. than a fancy word for a hobby and it doesn't mean that you have to you know um go to the gym and work out for an hour but if you might if you live in a rural place yeah maybe climb a mountain you know a figure i, I think I, I don't quote me on this i don't know if it was george Patton, but one of my favorite sayings and i'm not ducking your question is is it it says you win with what you got. Mm-hmm. And what that means to me is, is no matter where I am or where where, where these people are, um, find something that you can do other than what you don't want to do. If that makes sense. So every time I want to, mm-hmm. I won't say every time, but what happens with me is I get cranky around late mid mid late afternoon, even in the winter, and it's the last thing I want to do. It's like sticking a hot knife in my eye and saying, well, geez, right? why the fuck would I want to go jump in the ocean right now? Right. But the alternative mm-hmm. is, is to, and, I, and it would taste really good. And I, if I could be, I'd be doing it right now. A nice quart of uh, a pint of uh, whiskey, mm-hmm. something comfort or something. Mm-hmm. You know, but I say, you know what? It, it, I, I, I got to go, go do something, you know, and maybe even if you, it's crazy to sound, if you live next to a nursing home or something, Say, you know what, I'm going to go brighten up someone's day. I'm going to go speak to, um, you know, Mildred or Ethel right. about, um, okay, go, go visit, go do something mm. nice for somebody. And um, you, never, you never know how, I think it was uh, Gandhi says, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others, what means to me is, you know, um, give of yourself. And, and there's, there's ways, there's a, there's a lot of ways you can do that, you know, because everybody's good at something. So, to answer your question, I mean, find find something, a replacement that will make you feel good and hopefully um, so that you don't make <laughs> make the wrong choices. Like I said, you have to jump in. You might not have access to a, an ocean, but maybe, um, you know, go for a, go for a brisk walk, um, volunteer, do something like that. But find, find, a, find a routine or a ritual. But like I said, depending on where you live, but just remember, the, I like the quote, you win, win with what you got. Win you'll fi- you figure got. it out. If you want it bad enough, you'll figure it out. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I don't know if, and, that and, means, if that helps. Oh, no, it, it definitely <laughs> does. And I wanted to also underline the, the other part of that where you said, lose yourself in the service of others. Do something to give yeah. back. Uh, another... I don't know. I'll, I'll probably butcher the quote here, but something the most selfish act is the act of giving because of how good it makes you feel. I don't know if that's a direct quote, but hey. No, it, 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 and, and make no mistake about it. I tell the students this, too, as I always tell them, make no mistake about it. I'm here more for myself than I am for you. And then, and then they, they look at they have the monkey face. They hide their heads tilt, <laughs> and I'm like, no. I said, you know what? Because if I wasn't doing the right thing, I'd be doing the wrong thing. Beautiful. I, bullshit you not. That's yeah. exactly what I say. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so I, I, I get it. Believe me. I know exactly what you're saying. Chucky, yeah. thank you. I, you're right on point. I, you're right on point, brother. I wanted pleasure, to... My pleasure. Awesome. Well, yeah. The last, really, this is the easy question, is just how can people find you? Um, Chucky'sFight.com. Chucky'sFight.com. Yeah, you can um, you can message us. Um, 
I'm not very computer uh, or tech technically savvy at all, but um, um, we we answer everybody. And um, you know, if anybody ever wanted to join us or make a date for if they know they're going to be in town this winter, if they want to make a date to come and jump in. Um, we'll get it on the calendar. We would love to have you. You know, uh, make a date to come and do a swim. Um, and yeah, that's. It's, we're easy to, you know, we're, we're, we're out there around, all right? Yeah, and we'll, I'll, I'll get that all linked up. I'm going to post this online. Everything's going to be linked up, and I have to share a couple of those videos along with this. And, awesome. You know, I wanted to acknowledge you for everything you're doing. You, know, you touched on this earlier in the call that you said you were an enabler, an enabler at one point in life working at the factory with some of the employees. And, I probably and, still am. and you definitely yep. still are. And you're an enabler for the good i see you as a change agent in that that single moment where just serendipitously i saw you on my cell phone watching that boston celtics Cavs game uh the particular program i was watching i was like who is this man chucky's fight and i for whatever reason i was intrigued to take it the next step and look into your story and saw your video the fox video and uh, it you hit me your message hit me and I was compelled to reach out. So uh, you've been, you are the, you're a man living in his truth. And what you're doing is, I mean, it, it gave me goosebumps the first time I saw that, uh, that video of you taking the plunge and hearing your story. And to be able to speak with you like this one on one and hear it, it, and for everyone else listening, that's just, uh, what you're doing is a very, it's a very big gift to the world. And, I encourage well, you, you to move much, forward, Jimmy. and I'll do my part here. Um, I just, I'm just, i very grateful for you taking the time to, to share this for everyone. Well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very uh, humbled and, and uh, you know, uh, flattered, I guess. Um, but I just hope that people don't think that I'm more than I am. I, I just, uh, as, as a fighter, you know, uh, I say you, you got to step up a step aside and I figured wow. I have to try to do something and um and, and and none of it was by design so I don't want more credit than I'm due. I, I do I, I do what comes at me every day to the best of my ability yes, and sir. uh I really appreciate your kind words and um I hope everybody that's listening I hope that uh somebody some somebody uh hopefully some of you get some inspiration because if uh you know you can do it. It's all it's it's in your hands. Go out there and be good to yourself, be good to others, and good things will happen. All right? All right, Chuck. Yeah, I'll get going. And I know you've got work to do this, this afternoon. So it's been yes, an sir. honor, sir. And we'll be in touch. Thank you. Right on. I hope to, I hope to meet you someday. Oh, uh, yeah. If you're ever in the hood, uh, down in I will. It's not, 100%. It's, not, it's not an idle offer. I'm telling you right now. I will reach out. Um, the door's open. All right, brother. All right, Chuck. See you later. We'll talk soon. See ya. Ciao.